Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 7th of September 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. The dates for the presidential debates have been confirmed, and they are only a few weeks away. On the 1st and 8th of October, the three main candidates will debate in Buenos Aires City first and the Santiago del Estero province second, where they'll have the chance to convince the voters they are missing to seize the presidency. Both Patricia Bullrich and Sergio Massa are aiming to expose Javier Millet by challenging his proposals. Rather than winning the debate, everyone seems focused on not losing. Both of them are assembling teams, including strategists and actors for rehearsal, as well as conducting focus groups to better understand Millet's supporters. Speaking of Millet, his vice presidential candidate, Victoria Vichy-Ruel, ignited controversy this week after she defended military officers convicted of crimes against humanity. Vichy-Ruel organized an event to pay tribute to the victims of terrorism in the Buenos Aires City Legislature, where she suggested that both the Argentine military and left-wing guerrilla groups share equal responsibility for the violence during the last military dictatorship. The problem with this line of thinking and the reason why she was shut down by both members of the ruling party and the opposition is that it neglects the fact that the majority of the 30,000 people who disappeared during the dictatorship were not involved in guerrilla activities. Still, her statements came as no surprise as Vichy Ruel has a track record of defending military officers accused of crimes against humanity, and there are concerns about her potential role in armed forces and police if her party attains power. On that note about crimes, Patricia Bullrich, the presidential candidate for Together for Change, or Juntos por el Cambio, shared her intention to push for changes to the penal code if she wins the upcoming general election. She's aiming to reduce the legal age of criminal responsibility for minors from 16 to 14, which used to be the case prior to a law that was introduced in 1983. In Argentina, individuals under the age of 16 cannot be brought to trial or receive sentences, and minors aged 16 to 18 are subject to a distinct legal framework compared to adults. Specifically, only those who are found guilty of committing offenses carrying a potential prison term exceeding two years can face sentencing, and they can only be incarcerated once they reach the age of 18. Prior to that, a judge can order their placement in a specialized juvenile facility. Also related to the number 14, as many as 14 regions are refusing to adhere to the one-off bonuses to public sector workers that Sergio Massa announced last week. Buenos Aires City, Córdoba, Catamarca, Misiones, Jujuy, Entre Rios, Neoquén, are some of the provinces that have declared their refusal, arguing that they are already addressing wage disparities caused by inflation and devaluation at the local level. Additionally, private sector firms have expressed concerns about the bonus, with business associations rejecting it as an imposition on labor relations. Back to the topic of the presidential candidates for a second, Javier Millet, made an appearance at the Argentine Economic Congress event, where he made controversial statements regarding environmental protection and the management of natural resources in the country. He stated, 
that a company can pollute rivers as much as it wants, since that would only happen if there's no need for that river. Once water becomes scarce, someone will claim ownership rights, leading to an end to pollution. As always, reactions to his comments were polarized, with some supporting his focus on private property rights as a long-term solution for resource conservation, while critics and environmental advocates expressed concern about downplaying the environmental damage caused by water pollution and its impact on ecosystems and public health. Speaking of resources, the government has reintroduced the Soy Dollar Scheme as part of the fifth export increase program to stimulate exports and address foreign currency imbalances. This version targets soy producers and exporters who have traded soy abroad in the last 18 months, offering incentives for liquidating sales before the end of September. As the soy industry tries to protect itself against devaluation and inflation, so do individuals. According to an article, by the Buenos Aires Herald, there's been a rise in polyworking, also known as holding multiple jobs instead of a single full-time position. Nearly 10% of workers are engaged in polyworking, a 25% increase since 2018. This phenomenon also became more common than unemployment, which affects only 7% of the economically active population. While Argentina has seen employment growth during President Fernandez's administration, many jobs offer poor working conditions and low salaries due to inflation, resulting in workers' incomes falling by nearly 20% since 2017. Therefore, polyworking has become a means to make ends meet, with 60% of polyworkers being women and almost half of them under 40, often juggling multiple part time or freelance jobs to sustain their living standards. Want to know more? Link in the show notes. Teachers in Argentina are known for juggling multiple jobs across different schools, shifts, and sometimes private lessons. And on that note, the 11th of September marks Teacher's Day, or Dia del Maestro, a day dedicated to honoring and paying tribute to teachers and educators across the country. This observance is held in memory of Domingo Faustina Sarmiento, an important Argentine educator, writer, and statesman who played a significant role in the development of education in Argentina during the 19th century. On this day, primary schools often organize special events and activities, and students may express their gratitude to their teachers with cards, flowers, or small gifts. Moving on, we have to discuss a very sad topic that made the headlines this past week. Silvina Luna a former actress, model, and TV presenter, tragically passed away at the age of 43 following a prolonged battle with severe health complications stemming from a plastic surgery procedure. Her troubles originated from a cosmetic surgery performed by the now discredited doctor Anibal Lotoki, who injected a toxic substance called methacrylate into her body in 2010. Luna's passing has reignited discussions surrounding society's unrealistic beauty standards. It also highlighted the ongoing malpractice claims against Lotoki. Numerous individuals from the entertainment industry have suffered health issues after surgeries he carried out, 
but he has yet to face significant legal repercussions. Back to the topic of the military dictatorship, a team of three 23-year-old college students developed an artificial intelligence tool that provides unrestricted access to the grandmothers of Plaza de Macho's extensive journalistic archive, consisting of over 10,000 clippings related to the people who disappeared and the human rights movement in Argentina. The software, which indexes the transcribed scans of the clippings, is now available on a public website, making it easier for researchers and the public to access the valuable historical resource. The team, known as the Cicadas, won the AI for Identity Award for their contribution to preserving the grandmother's legacy and making it accessible to all. Plus, the Argentine publicist, Santiago Barros, has been using the generative AI tool MidJourney to create images of what the children of parents who disappeared might look like as adults. On that note about awards, the Argentine-Brazilian couple, Julian Sanchez and Bruna Estelita, emerged as world champions in the 2023 Tango World Championship held in Buenos Aires. In the traditional pista, or ballroom tango category, local couple Johnny Carbajal and Sushaya Kiroga took the top spot. The competition saw over 60 couples participating in its final day gala event and attracted over 1,300 dancers from around the world. Also related to championships, the national rugby team known as Los Pumas will be competing at the upcoming Rugby World Cup in France. The first opponent at the tournament will be England on the 9th of September, which presents quite a challenge. Still, the team has expressed their readiness for the event, and they expect to qualify for the next stage as both Argentina and England are considered the frontrunners in their category, which also includes Japan and Chile. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Did you know that today is the perfect day to subscribe to our show? Already did that? Thanks. Now, tell your friends about us. Remember, you can help us financially with the link in our show notes. Nos vemos la próxima semana.